Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Straight up 11 o'clock. One hour. One hour down. One hour to go. And one of my favorite, if not my favorite, college football analyst. Also a very good player on that football field. So he knows what he's talking about. Coming from the Austin area, but he doesn't just cover UT. He covers all college football and has done a great job for us. We are lucky. Tim Kelly says they're lucky to have Mark Ingram, David Johnson, and Philip Lindsay. We are lucky to have Taylor McCarr join us weekly during the football season. And he is here with us as we are a day away from college football. Taylor, my rights brother, how are you doing? It's Indy and Chris. I'm good, Indy. We made it. We are, uh, we're almost there. We made it through. I think we're, everybody's so excited to have some sort of a normal season again this year. And, uh, yeah, ready to get this thing going. And just talk football. Speaking of football, Taylor, I know again, you're in the UT area. I just saw that Steve Sarkeesian has not. Emphasis not named a starting quarterback. Yesterday we talked about Jimbo Fisher with Texas A&M naming his starting quarterback. Do you feel like he's missing the boat, that he's waiting too long? And should the UT fan base be concerned that one individual player hasn't really set himself apart from everybody else? No, I don't think there's any reason for concern. And to be honest, from what I've heard inside the program, it does sound like Hudson Card has separated himself they're just not making that clear right now um you know one of the things sark talked about this week was can't be concerned about if, if you have a quarterback one of these guys whoever doesn't ultimately win the job if they transfer that could be one of the I mean, you're not sure but that could be one of the reasons why they're they're waiting a little longer is in hopes that uh you know thompson if he ultimately doesn't win the job if he may leave i don't know that you know buying a week really impacts that but it does sound like Hudson Card is going to win the job. And my opinion on what I've seen from the two of them, I do think Hudson Card gives them the best chance to win right now and also has the higher ceiling moving forward. I don't want to get too off topic, but you mentioned, and that's interesting, that you wait a little longer to make it tougher for the backup to transfer. When did this mentality – you're a lot younger than I am. I played my last year in college was 97, 96, 97. And when guys lost the starting spot, they were upset. Sometimes they complained, but they kind of just grinded it out. When did we have this, if I don't win, I'm I'm gone. Like, I'm just – and I'm not even uh, – Taylor, I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. I'm not complaining. But, like, when did this start where, okay, if I'm not the starter, I, I, I got to transfer? Yeah, I think it coincides with the NIL ruling, the giving players more flexibility and giving players more freedom – the ability to transfer, I mean, every athlete now has the one-time transfer rule, and we've seen this across the board. I mean, look at a Nick Starkle on his, th- on his third school in his sixth year of playing football. That's not a unique story anymore when guys get in, especially if you think about you're, you're a five-star recruit or you're a four-star quarterback recruit. You know the, the mold now and the model for these schools is to try and get a guy in in most cases have them play as a freshman or a redshirt freshman and then have them for three, maybe four years. So if you go in at the same time with that guy and you don't win, 
it's become pretty common for that that the, the player that has lost the job to leave as opposed to what you're talking about and what I lived through if you don't win the job in almost all cases you hang around and you wait to see am I going to get an opportunity later in the season either because of poor play or because of an injury that's just not the model anymore guys are looking for well if I don't win the job I'm going to I'm going to go elsewhere and I'll, I'm going to I'll, I'll figure out if there's another landing spot for me it's interesting, Taylor, with uh, week zero starting tomorrow and then week one next week. The month of September is going to fly by with the start of college football. And I can't help but look at October 9th. It's just a couple of weeks away. But, man, that day is going to be the the pinnacle of the two big programs in the state of Texas. You'll have the Texas A&M Aggies and College Station will be hosting number 1 Alabama, and then, of course, Texas will be playing Oklahoma that day for their annual rivalry game. I, I just can't help but think those are you know the, the biggest games on the schedule for both programs, and, man, what a feather in the cap it would be for Sark to, to beat Oklahoma in year one at Texas, and if Jimbo Fisher can finally get over the hump and beat Nick Saban, I just keep looking at that date and saying, man, that's going to be such a big day at the state of Texas. It's a massive date in college football. And like you mentioned, the state of Texas, I would say, I think A&M is closer to a win like that than a Texas is. And I'm a Sark fan. I've gone on record with you guys and others to say, I like this hire. I think he's a guy that, I think is going to come in and run his program the way he wants to run it, not be as influenced as Herman was by the outside noise, but they're not there yet. They've got to, it's going to take a year or two at a minimum. What Jimbo Fisher has built up, if they get solid quarterback play, I think they have, I would say Texas A&M and North Carolina this year are your best odds at a team breaking into the final four that hasn't been there before. I think A&M is pretty close. They've got a phenomenal defense. I have another thought on Texas, and I'm going off topic a little bit, but while we're on the topic of Texas, there's been this this mantra lately that Texas goes to the SEC. Well, they're, they're going to be a 500 team. There, there's no way they're going to really be able to compete. If you go back and look at the wins that Texas has had, the, the big knock on Texas for the past few years has been they play to their competition. They don't get up for TCU. That's why they lo- they've lost to them seven out of the last ten times they've played. But then when you put them in a, a bigger stage, they've played pretty well against Oklahoma the past, I guess you split the series the past four years, a win over Georgia, went over Colorado. I actually think this move energizes UT. I'm not saying they're going to go out and win the SEC West, far from that. But I would not expect when Texas bumps over that you're going to get a 6-6 six and six team. I think that expectation, people need to, to reset that. There are nothing but four- and five-star guys at the University of Texas. If you get that crew motivated and this hire with Sark works, they're going to win nine games. It, it doesn't matter what conference they're in. Here's why I'm calling BS, my brother, on that one. If TCU, <laughs> I can't wait. look, you mentioned it, and I'm glad you did. That UT has lost to TCU seven out of the le- uh, excuse me seven out of the last ten games that they played them. If you can't get up for that game, then something's just wrong with you. Like I, I, I somewhat get somewhat. And TCU, look, maybe these youngsters don't understand the history of the Southwest Conference and the history of TCU versus UT, Baylor, Texas Tech. But, Taylor, if TCU's beating you twice, then you're playing them a third time, 
if you can't get up for that game, then something's wrong with the mentality and the culture of University of Texas, and that's not going to work well when they go to the SEC because you know what you have in the SEC, and you know this more than I do. You have teams that aren't even ranked that could beat you, whether it's Ole Miss, Mississippi State, that could beat you on any given Saturday. I, I completely agree with you. When you say that there's something wrong, I agree with you that there's something wrong, but there is a difference. I, I've been to these games and watched Kansas State come to town when they're 500 and, and Texas plays flat, but then LSU comes to town and the year that they win the national championship and Texas gives them a run. And if they get a, if one thing goes different in the fourth quarter, there's a chance Texas actually wins that game. I think Texas, the past few years, as the Big 12 got less and less competitive, I think Texas followed that mold. And again, I am not proclaiming that Texas is going to come out and be a 10-win team and compete in the SEC West their first year. But I think these ideas and these takes that Texas is going to be 500 and they're going to struggle with the likes of a Kentucky or a down Auburn or a Mississippi State, I, I just don't buy that. You got any interest in any of the Week Zero games tomorrow? I mean, they all look like they're going to be blowouts. I guess Nebraska-Illinois is a seven-point game, but uh, we'll take it, right, Taylor? Do I have interest? I'm going to be watching every snap of New Mexico State and UTEP. I don't know what it is. Just give me the the college football. No, I I actually think having a Big Ten game, this game was originally said to be played in Ireland a couple years ago, so there's a reason it's being played this early in the season. Uh, I think yeah, having a Big Ten game week zero, I think uh, Hawaii and UCLA, I'm interested to see how does UCLA come out firing. Interested to see San Jose State, the late game, coming off of their conference championship season last year. I want to see how Nick Stark will look. So there's storylines that I'm following. I get that for your, your casual fan, there's really one, maybe two games you care about. Uh, but we're, we're there. I'm counting this as football is back and excited to get it going. We are kindred spirits. I'm 100% with you. I'm pumped up. I did a scouting report on every team, not for the radio show, just so when I'm watching the games, I can, you know, focus on certain players and have the storylines. I say real quick, but there's no quick answer or comment to this. You and I have not really had a chance to talk on air about what's going on with the Big 12 now that Texas OU on the way out. What's going to happen to programs that I respect? Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor, Iowa State. Like, what's going to happen to these schools? Yeah, you're right. It's, there, there's no short answer, and, and there, we could probably spend a whole segment on this next week, but it is looking more and more like those teams are just getting left behind. I, I don't see – it sounds like Kansas and Iowa State will be going to the Big Ten. The Pac-12 makes their announcement they're not expanding – I think West Virginia ultimately lands in the ACC, but your the, the schools you mentioned that are old Southwest Conference schools here in Texas and, and talking about Oklahoma State as well, it sounds like and it, it feels more and more like they're going to get left behind. And I'm not sure that anybody really knows where it shakes out yet. There's a couple scenarios. The, the most popular that I've heard is that there is a hybrid of the, the remainder of the Big 12 and the American Conference that creates a, a much larger conference. The only reason I think that could be a benefit to those schools, and I'm talking about Tech and Oklahoma State, schools like that, is the winner of that conference with the size of that conference would almost certainly be in. If, if you're undefeated or even potentially a one-loss, you're almost certainly going to be in the 12-team the playoff 
just by the sheer size of the conference. Uh, but outside of that, it, it will be tough to stomach. I come from a family of Red Raiders. It will be tough to stomach that you're no longer getting a crack at Texas and Oklahoma and you don't play Arkansas anymore. You don't play these schools, these old Southwest Conference rivalries. Now you're playing Tulane and, and Houston and TCU's back in it. But if, if the Central Florida moved the needle the way that Oklahoma did, no, it, it certainly doesn't. So I do, I feel bad in some ways for these schools that have gotten left behind because I don't think a lot of this really was their fault. I like that idea, Taylor. But, man, that would be a huge conference because they already have 11 teams. And when you talk about travel, there, there would be some interesting matchups like Memphis against Texas Tech. Uh, you know, you still have SMU in the AAC. You have University of Houston. It would be one of those situations where they kind of would mope into that division, that conference, I should say, where Baylor would be like, oh, okay, you know, we have no other choice. Texas Tech, uh, we have no other choice. But three, four years down the line, it might be like, you know what? This is a pretty good conference. I, I, I've, I have not heard that idea where the remaining teams kind of migrate over to the American Athletic Conference. Will it be the SEC? No. Will it be the Big Ten? No. Will it be the Pac-12? No. But that would be a nice, that would be a nice conference. I like that one. I like that idea. <laughs> The only other thing that I would add is, is there's always the chance that there's a new entity formed, just like the American was eight or so years ago. There is the chance that you have a, a Texas-focused conference that can emerge. I've heard this idea floated as well. That remains to be seen. I, I think that one is the, has the most challenges of these scenarios. But, Andy, I will also say for our Fighting Rice Owls, I do know that there is some potential positioning for certainly Houston and Rice, these schools in the lower-level conferences, Conference USA, Sunbelt, are, are watching patiently. There was a letter that got sent out by Conference USA yesterday that was encouraging their fans to basically spread the awareness and spread the word of Conference USA because they know these conferences are coming after some of their teams, and there will be some, some, some shakeup that I do think impacts schools like Houston and schools like Rice. Taylor, as always, great, great job. Enjoy the games like I will be Saturday, and I look forward to catching up with you next week, brother. I appreciate you guys. Enjoy Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.